0: Gonna be, yeah, we're gonna be talking about the piece of shit shippers. That's what we're gonna do, which also ties into other loser fucks like the people who do the fan fiction, which are now working in Hollywood, obviously, and now going on strike. I'm pretty fucking sure, but this all goes back to shipping and where it started. And I will say, when people think of shipping, they think of Tumblr. Everybody thinks of Tumblr. I mean, that, that's where you can find a shitload of fanfiction. You want to find some fucked up fanfiction, you go to Tumblr. All the lonely loser fucks are there writing out their fantasies, wishing they were that fucking character that they want to be, because that's all they are—just fucking losers. Oh yeah, might as well introduce ourselves. This is Gabe. This is John John, and and Mike is there in the background because he doesn't know what the fuck
1: a shipper is.
0: Mike, do you know what a shipper is?
1: uh that's uh, the Amazon guy.
0: No, these the, the, these people are actually uh, no, no. The Amazon guy is actually cool. These people are not.
2: I, I thought that's what shippers meant, also until a few days ago. You never heard the term shippers? I had this is no is new idea. To me. Like I know about the uh, idea or what they do. I just didn't know that's what it was called.
1: All jokes aside, I did look up some kind of wiki definition of it, and it's like. All it states, and I'm sure it doesn't encapsulate everything, is a person that is supportive of a relationship between two fictional characters. Like, people are kind of obsessed with a life relationship that doesn't even actually exist in real life. And I must admit, I was guilty of it before I even knew what the hell happened. Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, with me, guys. It's always going to come back to Star Trek. But Riker and Troy was a great example. Wait, wait. Riker and Troy was a great example.
0: I thought they were already together, like, before the whole show. I mean, I thought that's the way they were written from the beginning.
1: Yes, but they were and they weren't. They were together before the show. They weren't together at the time of the show because Riker's career uh, ambitions split them apart. And so there was always, like, attention with them. There's a great care and adoration for each other, but there was always job, position, stuff like that, you know, workplace romance, you know, that, that can't really work. And it's taken up until uh, freaking Star Trek Nemesis movie, 20 some odd years and whatever later, for them to actually, like, get back together and tie the knot. So there was always kind of this, are they, aren't they kind of soap opera kind of crap going back together where they kind of get close and then they say, ah, we're better off as friends and that kind of stuff. And and I remember it so much that the first and only Star Trek convention that I ever went to was those two characters, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis. there are together, and a bunch of their publicity was actually photos that you can buy that you can have them sign with the two of them to together on, you know, pretty planets in kind of a romantic setting. So uh, I guess I was a, a, a shipper. You know, I was always, oh, they should really get together. Maybe not obsessed over it, but I guess that makes me qualify because according to that wiki definition, I was a supporter of a fictional relationship. How close am I? Piece of Damn.
2: shit.
0: Well, no, I mean, I think, I think it's kind of different between them because they were together before. And now, like you know, like you said, jobs split them apart, and now they're both together on the Enterprise. So it's just like, hey, why not uh, try it again? I mean, so that would make sense, I guess, because the term itself "ship" originates back back to the X Files in the nineties, where you got Mulder and Scully. She's a doctor. She doesn't believe in anything supernatural. Doesn't believe in you know, religion, shit like that. Mulder does, believes in the supernatural, UFOs, all that shit. But since it's a guy and a girl, people wanted them to get together. They 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 believed that they should be romantically involved. Even back then, I thought that was stupid. But it eventually happened. And I, I wish that never fucking happened. But that, that's when I really used to watch TV. I did not see this shipping bullshit movement happen again until I started watching Arrow. On CW, of course, it's gonna be fucking CW. There's not, there's nothing but a bunch of lonely shippers and probably fan fiction writers who watch a bunch of CW shit. And it started with, you know, oh, well, they didn't start, but when I got started watching TV again a lot, you know, tuning in every week was with Arrow, and it was uh, Felicity, who she was pretty much okay. Do, do, are you guys familiar with Oracle and the Bat mm-hmm. Family? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, she was like Oracle and just not paralyzed. She was just like Barbara Gordon. She was a hacker. She'd look up a bunch of stuff and forward it to Oliver, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow. And Oliver was a very serious guy. And she was just this funny, dorky, nerdy hacker chick. She was the comic relief of the show. She was great. I I loved Felicity. I thought she was one of the best parts of the show. And she brought this balance where it was just a really dark show because of, you know, Oliver's agenda. And then Felicity adding this, this silly comedy, you know, she just speaks her mind and just says shit. She nothing holds her back. I, I, I thought it was a really good mix. Felicity, you know, she used to be really fucking cool. But these sorry ass lonely viewers who tuned in and watched it every week and just could not. Except a fucking story that was already written for them, they were just like, "You know what, Oliver and Felicity should be together like why this dude's just very serious vigilante, he just wants to go out and kick ass every night and he's he's a fucking dark guy, dude. He was very dark in the show, very serious, and Felicity was not everything was a fucking joke to her, but people wanted them to get together, so there's a thing that shippers do, and they combine the names. And make it into one. So I believe the uh, Mulder and Scully one was Scolder. That sounds so awful. Yeah, so they would call it Scolder. And that's the shipping. The shipping name. For Felicity and Oliver Queen, they named it Aulicity. It, it's just one thing to say. Okay, these are just fans that want this to happen. Right? But when you see it happen on the fucking show, that's when you're like, okay. These writers are obviously listening to these dumb fuck fans. Who want their little fantasies to fucking happen? Because once that third season of Arrow was over, you know, because like like the second season, it was actually pretty cool. Like like a lot of people will tell you the best Arrow season was season two, where you had a Deathstroke be the main guy, the main villain. After that, when they started dip, dipping their toes with Felicity and Oliver, it's just like okay, this this doesn't look good. This doesn't feel good. They just went full blown CW and made it into a fucking teen drama. Where Felicity was now fucking crying over any little fucking reason. She went from being a comedic relief to just the most annoying character on the fucking show. And Like, to, to just make things even stupid, I, at one point they even made her fucking paralyzed. Just, come on, dude. Just because she's like Oracle, just stop it. It's fucking stupid. But, yeah. The writers listen to the shippers. Which is the stupidest fucking move they could have done. It ruined the show so bad that at the time, the biggest Arrow subreddit made, they weren't happy with it. That they changed it to the official Daredevil subreddit. Because this is when uh, Daredevil had come out on Netflix. They changed it overnight. They're like, fuck Arrow, we're now Daredevil. That's how bad that shit was. Eventually, they made Oliver and Felicity not a thing. And she went back to being the person she used to be. It, it seemed to have gotten a little better, but I'd give up, given up at that point. At that point, I was just straight up watching The Flash. Did you ever see The Flash, John?
2: Yeah, actually, that was uh, my preferred show for the Arrowverse.
0: You know, the Flash wasn't bad, but it, it it got a little too drowned in drama, less action. So I started not watching it as much, which then I moved to Legends of Tomorrow. And I thought Legends of Tomorrow was the better show out of all these DC TV shows.
2: I don't know how you feel about it, but I think I, it really ended kind of stupidly.
0: Well, I didn't see the end. I, oh, I, had, okay. I had, yeah, I had given up on all of this bullshit because CW are fucking dumbasses, and yeah, they, they let the fans fucking guide them. They let the fans direct the shows, which is something they should never fucking
2: do. Well, I don't know if it was a fan thing or not, but having Constantine join the DC Legends was pretty cool.
0: Well, it was a fan thing. To me, I was. Eh. I mean, it's just like, okay, Matt Ryan, he, he he's a better Constantine than fucking Keanu Reeves, but Matt Ryan got fucked over really bad by CW. No, by fucking NBC. Oh, because NBC are fucking stupid. So yeah, I'm pretty pissed. Just talking about all this shit right now. The Constantine TV show came out on NBC, and I fucking loved it, man. It was closer to Hellblazer than the movie Constantine. Just the first episode, it kind of hints at you know what happened in Newcastle with the Newcastle incident. There's even paintings, and one of the paintings is the first issue of Hellblazer. She's painting these visions she's having of this guy she's seeing, and it's John. And all uh, like the paintings in her rooms, a lot of them are covers of the fucking comic book. And I was like, oh, that is so fucking cool. And I have to go back and check that out. You have to watch the whole first season, man. Like, there's a lot of things they took straight from the comics, straight from the issues, man. And you even had Felix Faust in there. It it was a really good show. The only thing is, it it, it was based in the US, not in the UK, but that's fine because he's still this English dude. Who's coming to the U.S. because there's some worldwide evil presence. So it's not like, oh, he's American. No, no, they, they, they straight up make it. Knowing that hey no, this dude's British, or, you know, English, whatever the fuck he's coming to the U.S. to help out. And a lot of the stories that were based on the comics that were based over there, they just moved him over here. I mean, that that's fine. As long as the character still has his origins intact. I'm cool with that. The acting was really fucking cool. Everything about Constantine was great. I just wish they called it Hellblazer. But I I guess they were betting on uh, maybe drawing into people who went to see the movie into the show. Which I think would be not a good thing. Because people would be expecting Keanu Reeves Constantine. Like that type of character. Which they were both two different characters. Keanu Reeves was nothing like Hellblazer John Constantine. While Matt Ryan was. So what, what killed off the series... Well, it was NBC's stupid-ass idea to air the show Friday nights. and You just don't do that. If you put your show on Friday night, that means you don't care about
2: the show and you want it to fail. Is is that because there's too much on Friday nights or people are out doing shit Friday nights? Because people go out Friday nights. Okay. People go out to movies.
0: They go out to bars. They go out to clubs Friday nights. That's why the best time to air TV shows would be Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. People get home from work and just want to watch something before they go to sleep. So, that's what killed off Constantine. Since he was such a good John Constantine, they got him to voice John Constantine in the um, the animated show. Was it Justice League Dark, the movie? Oh, there's actually a couple of them. And then everybody thought, you know, it's pretty fucked up what they did to him. And he's a great Constantine. So, they were just like, hey, let's get him onto Legends of Tomorrow. Because they were actually trying to get Constantine over to CW. To continue the story, but that just didn't happen. But they were at least able to get the character. I-, I thought that was really fucking cool. So that's one fan movement I think was very good. But you know, speaking of CW, you, you even have you remember Supernatural? The episode where they go to the uh, was it like an all girls school and they're doing they they're practicing a play and it's all based on fan fiction.
2: Do you remember I that think- episode? I'm pretty sure I've seen that one because I know there's a couple of fanfic episodes, aren't there? Or like maybe, meta episodes,
0: maybe. But I know this is like the biggest one, probably because well, they make it obvious. I mean, they they go into reading fanfiction and they're like, okay, this is getting a little too, it's <laughs> getting a little too fucking weird.
2: Yeah, it starts to look like trashy romance novels.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's this VTuber I watched who was uh, collabing with another VTuber who talked about. Some Harry Potter fan fiction that, from what I remember, said it was over a thousand pages long. Jesus. That's how hardcore these motherfuckers get into it.
2: That sounds like some Chris Chan Sonichu shit.
0: I think a part of the fan fiction that they were reading was uh, Hagrid fucking Dobby. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, that goes to show how fucking stupid these people are. It's why we can't get original characters these days especially in comic books people come in and they want to rewrite a certain character they self insert you know comic books tv shows cartoons nobody wants to do any anything original but when you do get something original people will trash it either because it's it goes against their political views or it goes against their political views i mean like there, there's no other way to fucking put it he's a black man okay but it's written by a libertarian. Fuck that. Cancel it. He's racist. Wait. The black man's racist? Yeah, he's a white supremacist. What the fuck?
2: The black man's a white supremacist?
0: They, they they literally call him a white supremacist. He's a black man from Dallas named Eric July. He wrote a character called Isom. I-S-O-M. Look him up. And it's his character. And he's got some um some artists from the industry to come in and help him with it. I think even writers... He, he's a libertarian. He's literally in the middle. He, all he cares about are his fucking roads. My roads. That's it. That's all libertarians care about. The roads. And they, they don't want that comic book. They're, they're trying to cancel it. Uh, I think even fucking Kickstarter sh- tried to shut it down or shut it down. So you had to go somewhere else. Because they're pretty fucking political about it too. You know, they, they, they say they're all about helping people of color. But if one... Person of color steps out of line and goes against their fucking views. Fuck their ideas. They're racist. Just for disagreeing with maybe a thing or two here there. There, there, there was even a, a comic book being uh, written. It's about an uh, Afro-Latino guy. Uh, ex-military. His son. No, I think he's a son or brother. Dies due to fentanyl, uh, fentanyl overdose. And we all know that shit's being pushed across the border pretty fucking hard. So the comic book. Is this Punisher-like guy, this Afro-Latino guy, Mm -hmm. going and fighting the cartels and killing them and stopping them from pushing any more fentanyl that way to prevent others from going through the same thing he did and watching their family or friends die of fentanyl overdose. Sounds cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd give it a shot. Well, they want to cancel him because his character has a little snake on his chest. The Gadsden flag, libertarian.
2: So is he supposed to be like, uh, like he's just got like super speed, super strength, something like that?
0: No, he's just a he's just a like the Punisher.
2: Oh, so he's just a regular.
0: He's just a regular uh, vigilante out there kicking ass, fighting. Oh, you mean Ism? Yeah. It, okay. Well, I'm I'm talking about this other guy. I forgot this other character's name. I gotta look it up. As for Ism, yeah, he, he's a superhero. I didn't I didn't look much into it, but I did want to buy the uh, the first. I, I don't know if he was gonna. I, I don't think he was gonna ship out in actual issues, but I think maybe like. I don't want to say trade paperback, but you know.
2: Let's see what is this other character? Looks well, that could be interesting enough. I'd give it a try. Oh, Islam? Yeah, yeah. Or Islam or
0: I think he calls it Islam, or uh, I forgot which one.
2: I I assume it's pronounced Isom because there's a road here in San Antonio that's spelled the same way. People call it Isom.
0: It's one of those rodeo rodeo things, you know. <laughs>
2: and who is the uh, the other guy you were talking about?
0: As for the other guy. um Okay, there we go. He, he's a. Uh, it's written by an ex Punisher writer, and it's a. It's a comic book about vigilante border agents. Oh, it's called The Private American. That's the name of the oh. store, uh, the comic. But yeah, The Private American tells story of ex Green Beret battling cartels, stopping fentanyl traffickers. It's written by Mike Baron.
2: And that dude wrote for the Punisher.
0: Yeah, he was like an ex Punisher writer.
2: That's cool. So that's he's definitely got experience writing that kind of shit. This dude even looks like Isom. Dude, this
0: out. woke critics are pushing to cancel a comic book about a border agent who hunts down fentanyl dealers with Kickstarter, removing the creator from its platform and one daily cost article slamming the comic as racist propaganda. Nobody had a problem with the second season of the Punisher where he's a uh, shooting Mexicans across the border, right? Or was it the first season? That's how the first episode started of either of those seasons.
2: Remember that? I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. I've, I've... I know I've watched all of The Punisher.
0: Yeah, The Punisher on Netflix. He's uh, sniping cartels from across the border, across the river. Nobody had a fucking problem with that, right? But speaking of people having problems with The Punisher. I'm I'm
2: looking up the whole private American thing, and I think some people take some shit way too hard because this just looks like, I mean, I don't want to say, like, funny, but, like, it's obviously overkill with the whole imagery shit, and it's probably going to be really fucking good. Because it looks like he's fighting Cobra, the way they got some of the bad guys dressed up.
0: Well, you know why they're calling it racist propaganda, right?
2: Is it because it's a black guy with a snake emblem on his chest? No, because he's killing Mexicans. So if anybody other than a Mexican kills a Mexican, that's racist.
0: Yeah, or the Punisher, a Marvel. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if it's if it's a Disney Marvel doing it, filming a, a white guy shooting Mexicans across the border, it's fine. It's like, I found this not offensive whatsoever. And my fucking family comes straight from Mexico. If you were to give this to, uh, this story idea to some of the people in Mexico, shit, not some, a lot, the majority of the people, they'd all be for this. Like, yeah, it'll bring awareness to what the fuck's happening in Mexico with the cartels.
2: Shit, I'd buy this comic.
0: The cartels are a problem nobody fucking wants, man. They're a problem for the people of Mexico. And the United States. But when you make yep. a comic about killing cartel, killing these real evil fucking people, it's racist and you want it canceled. This is how stupid entertainment's gotten. This is worse than those motherfuckers back in the 80s wanting to censor music. I mean, it's I'd say it's as bad. But yeah, all these trash ghouls crawled out of Tumblr once they banned pornography and they crawled their way to fucking Twitter. So... These are the same people who wants not want wanted and are happy that the Punisher is fucking gone. These people hate the Punisher. Why? Because some people not not some, a lot of people on the right and cops adopted the Punisher symbol. In Marvel, they love to kill off their fucking company and blame the blame the people for not buying their comics. They changed Frank Castle. He he stopped using guns. And started started using swords and martial arts. I mean that he turned into a fucking ninja pretty much. To now where the hand of resurrected his wife and she tells him, Hey, that day I died at the park, I was actually gonna tell you I want a divorce, and since uh, I'm still dead technically, that divorce actually happened. So I sold off all of your shit, all of all of the fucking properties you owned. I I'm keeping half of the money, and your half I donated to charity. And Frank's like, alright, cool. And now he's off in some other fucking realm dimension world doing some shit where he's just going to be forgotten. They, they they really killed off the Punisher because of stupid-ass political disagreements. The best Punisher shit written were the um, Punisher Max series, which I actually gave to AG. Punisher Max. Max was just uh, like the rated R uh, branch of Marvel. They had Marvel, then there was Marvel Knights, which would be... Like, you know, kind of like PG-13-ish. Then there was Max, which is rated R. So it was like Vertigo to DC, which DC killed off Vertigo because they're fucking stupid. But Max, the the Max comics were brutal, man. They were graphic. It was cussing. They're really good comic books. And then actually, I think the first 12 issues of uh, Punisher Max, which was the uh, Kitchen Irish were actually used for, I don't know if it was like the first or second season of the Punisher show on, on uh, Netflix. I think it was the second. Yeah, like that shit was badass, man. That was, man, that was some you know, good TV right there. Until, I, I
2: guess it was the third season. Oh, no, it was the first season. The second one was the uh Russians, I think.
0: Was that the one where there's a whole standoff in the fucking little police station surrounded by a bunch of like bad guys out in the trees? And he sneaks yeah. out somehow and they don't see him?
2: Yeah, you know, assault
0: on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He sneaks out. The whole place is surrounded, so nobody sees him go through this empty parking lot. And while he's out there killing all the the, uh, the snipers, a fucking helicopter shows up out of fucking nowhere right above him. How did you did he not hear that shit? I mean, you'll be outside smoking and you hear a fucking chopper coming in from miles, dude. But yeah, of course, as time goes on, all these pathetic pieces of shit that hung out on Tumblr. Grow up, and they become Hollywood writers. So, what the fuck did you think of the Rings of Power?
2: I think it got a lot of things wrong, but I know it had to be a sort of uh, not fan service, fan fiction because of that whole intellectual property thing where they just couldn't get all the rights to it. And they messed up some of the finer points of the story and made Galadriel look like a dick. Man. It would it like Rings of Power would be good if you didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings.
0: Sadly, there's a lot of people like that. Sadly, there's a shitload of people out there who only seen the movies, and they're like, hey, you know, I'll watch the TV show.
2: Oh, shit, this is how it all happened, huh? Yeah, it's like, you know, go out and read a little bit of the book, or just get some cliff notes on it or something.
0: I don't know shit about Picard, because I never fucking saw it. Neither have I. I I just didn't care. And I know Mike said that the first two seasons were forgettable, because he doesn't remember shit. Yeah, that's the thing with Mike, too. He has, like, a shitty Mm. memory. But... If he says he can remember the third season because he liked it, well, then that means it was a really good fucking show or a series or
1: well, season. Typically, my uh, memory is associated with things that uh, invoke like a stronger emotional response. So I tend to miss a lot of minutiae, detail, or anything that doesn't actually make me feel. Which I think uh, pretty much wraps up uh, the first and second seasons of Picard. card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's like the woman who goes, are you in yet? You know? Uh, (laughs) Because I'm not feeling anything. (laughs) Like a psychopath. You forgot how feelings feel? Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of which, the one relationship that was developing over the first two seasons uh, between Picard and this uh, uh, Romulan... I don't know if, what her actual position she is. I guess a servant would make sense because there were people that were a couple of people, uh, Romulans, that were uh, kind of taken in by Picard and after the that Romulan war and, and all the fallout of that planet being destroyed. But uh, Picard ends up falling for one. And while the situation seems genuine uh, in the show... It kinda took me back to, you know, some uh, you know, some certain events that I think happened around what, the sixteen hundreds or so. We'll just go with that. And uh I don't know, it just really felt forced because the kinds of things that Picard was interested in or attracted to or whatever. I mean uh, Nobody wants to see a ninety-year-old man. Uh <laughs> Uh, have what feels like a contrived relationship that just really wasn't earned with one of his subordinates. I I can just imagine... I I don't even have to imagine. There are just so so many uh, red flags in my mind. (laughs) Uh, Wait, who's that? It didn't seem... I can't even remember her name. Once again, details. But um, it, it, it starts off like within the first episode or two at that and it kind of goes into the second season as well but um, i
0: I remember red letter media saying some shit like a lot of shit didn't make sense because picard used to just not care about data not disrespect him but just didn't give a shit to suddenly making him like as if they were best friends the entire focal point
1: well half of picard's problem and that's discussed especially in the second Uh, season of Picard, which is probably the only redeeming thing of those seasons, this whole second season directly uh, combats Picard's outward attachment. Now, you know, as stoical as he's always seemed throughout all the years, uh, the second season really beefs into his problems, making close connections, outwardly expressing them, you know, forming meaningful and deep things. So the whole kind of season is based around an event that happened in his childhood that made him be like, Nope, always gonna be that that six foot bubble. Uh my entire life is gonna be COVID, you know, just you six foot away, you six foot away. And he always kind of masked it under the guise of, you know, the captain doesn't play poker with the crew, the captain doesn't this, the captain's dick got to stay limp, you know? And yeah, you know, like Beverly Hills cop, same principle. And so, I mean, that's how he dealt with the, the series, and only in the final episode, uh, uh, the second half of All Good Things, did he actually decide to sit in on a poker game. So that was kind of his one little character development about starting to get closer to his crew. The movies would start data did sacrifice himself for him you know the little bit of ptsd with that probably is like you know the guilt uh, you know probably never having gotten that close to him and yet this guy sacrificed himself for me and stuff like that there's probably layers and layers of onions of layers you know to peel back from all of that but I guess that was all part of it. In the first season, it seems like he's obsessed with data. But in the second season, you start to see maybe there was more under the surface with all of his comrades and stuff like that, that he really did feel more emotional than was led on in the. And yet the one relationship they tried to to snowball him into seemed pretty contrived. So take that for what it is. Who are they trying to put him in a relationship with? That Romulan servant on his uh, vineyard. Oh, Gotcha. You know, they could have brought back Vosh or the girl from Insurrection or anything else. You know, that that looked like he was going to go somewhere and didn't. And sure enough, the show is a lot like you know, I'm Captain Picard. I have a limp penis, and she's like, you should hey, feel my- more and extend more. And hey, did uh, Picard ever hook up um, with Dr. Crusher? I'm assuming everybody who's listening to this has seen the third episode. Picard, he knocked her up. Oh, that happened on Picard? No, that happened about 20 years before Picard. Oh, But, uh, we undoubtedly shortly after the movie Nemesis, according to the timeline. Oh, okay. Yeah, that took (laughs) forever. She fucked Wesley's mom to fucking. has an attack on him? (laughs) Well, I mean, Wesley (laughs) did go off to be with the Traveler, totally disappeared in her life, so it's like, hey, if you're looking for some replacement nut. I don't know. It's never really covered how they ended up hooking up, but all through the uh, the original series of the Next Generation, you know, once again there was always that little bit of tension because they were good friends. He was best friends with her husband. He was kind of attracted to her. She was kind of attracted to him. But he respected their shit long after his death, you know. So that was his way of kind of pushing. Her at a distance too, and it's like, no, no, this would be too weird. I was good friends with uh, Jack Crusher. Well, well, so. hold on. Uh,
0: that aside, I just need to bring up since we started it with shippers. What do you think of the whole Q Card ship? Oh, Q Card
1: ship. Oh,
0: yeah. Again, yeah. No, these are these are these are fans of the show. Exist. These are fans that's of the bullshit. show. These are fans of the show who want Q and Picard to be a thing.
1: Okay, Picard and Q, like, having any kind of sexual tension, that would mean every football player who has ever smacked an ass on the – you know what? I don't even know where I was going with that. Maybe they do have sexual tension. But in this particular case, no. He's just 100% sure about themselves. And men, let's just say the better for you, friends, uh, men are typically the more gay they're going to act around. Jay and Silent Bob, great example. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. You know, you ever have a friendship so like, ever have a best friend so close that your parents begin to question your relationship? Mean, you know, your your sexuality, that kind isn't, of isn't shit. Isn't
0: that a, isn't isn't that us?
1: <laughs> yeah, we played gay chicken all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you know, no, it's kind of like, know, like chase the pig. Yeah, you know, yeah, slap yeah. a little oil on it and chase it around the room. I'm the one that was running around the room just so the audience knows. But, no, I mean, one of Q's biggest things is he absolutely loved provoking Picard, because he knows he's uh, pent up and closed off and all this other kind of shit. So Q loved putting him in awkward situations to make him go, damn it, Q! You know, that that was just kind of his thing. And it, that was even expanded upon in, in one of the earlier episodes of D, uh, Deep Space Nine, when Q makes an appearance and he gets in that punching match with Cisco. And Cisco actually, you know, strikes him. He falls to the ground. He's like, "You hit me, Picard! Never hit me!" He's like, "I'm not Picard," you know. And he's you know, like, "You're right. You're much easier to provoke." Wait, did he? Get know, that's by just John kind Connery?
2: of his... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. I don't do Cisco's voice at all.
0: You, you made know. him sound just like Connery. I Holy can King. actually
1: yell him just a little. Yeah, I know. He, he's got that. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I've had a long week. But that's the whole thing. Like, Picard just, I mean, Q just loves screwing with people. This is not a sexual tension. And even by the the, the end of the second uh, season, you know, he was always, you know, he wants to do something really, because uh, Q feels like he, he knows he's about to die. The omnipotent and non living for other is on his final days. He has figured out he's going to be no longer. So he fucks with Picard again, you know, under the guise of this, this, that, and the other. But there's always some kind of morality thing, you know, like the uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life type episode where he takes him through his life if he had never... Gotten stabbed and lost his heart. You know, there's always a little kind of moral to all of Q's shit. Well, there was one here, and it was kind of Q's gift of relieving him the guilt of the childhood incident. <laughs> you know, where he felt uh, Card felt like he was responsible for his mother's death. So he takes him on this entire season of bullshit to try and get him basically to realize that he wasn't, and that he can open up again and should. You know, as his final gift, and you know, to not be alone. And, you know, because that's how Q fe- felt like he was going to die. And of course, Picard was like, nah, man, I like you too. You're not going to die alone. You know, but there was nothing gay about this shit. It was just. He liked them.
0: Well, speaking of shippers in science fiction, what do you think about Raylo? Since we're.
2: <laughs> in <this> Who?
0: Raylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren, and. Um,
2: Ray. Oh. Yeah. I mean.
1: She got distracted by his weird texts, and that was about it. If ever anything felt like a case of kissing cousins, it was those two. Yeah. It was cringe by the time, you know, they started forcing that on. And this wasn't like a fan fiction that started this crap. This was in the mind of Kathy Kennedy, you know. Because remember,
2: she's Ray Skywalker.
1: Yeah. Well, Robot Chicken has had enough poking fun at, uh, you know, a little bit of a Palpatine-Darth Vader uh, relationship, you know, the whole I love you too scene. <laughs> you know, stupid, so. I love that one. God knows that's been done and done, so I guess it seems only natural that, you know, daughter, granddaughter of Palpatine, grandson of... uh I mean, we could go on, uh... at a little length through tons of cringe, force-contrived relationships, but... I mean, if you're talking about the fans trying to push this, should they get together and do stuff like that? I don't think that the rate low I don't think anybody wanted that. I think by the time they finally kissed, everybody in the theater was kind of like, "Oh." Well, I saw this thing on uh, from the New York Post. Speaking
0: of incest.
2: <laughs> Speaking of incest.
0: <laughs> two really hot chicks who are going out with each other find out they're sisters and they're still going to keep dating. And I was just like, do they have an OnlyFans? 'Cause I'd love to see the lesbian relations in HD. Sisters, fucking. Yeah, that's cool. Sesame Timbers. I uh,
1: sure probably wouldn't take more than about five seconds on the hub to find, you know, some twins action, so Do they do that? What? Like are there actual? I don't know, should we take a pause and find out? Giggity Are there
0: are there actual porn stars who are like twin sisters?
1: I don't know. It's just if there's it's that old saying, if there's a fetish, there's a website. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they don't put real incest on Pornhub. Yeah, but I think that's illegal. Is it illegal? It is incest? yes, in the U.S. Any form anyway. of incest in the United States, but and they have like I would history. say two thirds of the world's countries. Hey, interestingly
2: <laughs> enough, today I found out in Japan you can marry your first cousin. So there you go. That that's weird. Yeah.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Japan, right? They like, they have panty vending machines and. Tentacle monsters that rape chicks. I mean uh,
1: like they're having a population control problem over there. I mean, you know. I mean
0: look at the guy who wrote uh created Ronnie Kinshin. That dude. Oh yeah, he a, got in trouble, didn't he? He had a whole collection of child pornography and all he all his punishment was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars fine.
2: Is he still making Ronnie Kinshin manga?
0: I don't know, but I know there's a lot of uh, weebs who want to stay away from Rowan Eikenshin after that. That That's pretty fucked up. I was just like, yeah, you just get a fine.
2: Like, really? Oh, so it's okay in the comics, but it's not okay in real life.
0: Man. I don't give a fuck if he created Rowan Eikenshin. I he guess because... To, uh, he needs to have a... He has to have a lead salad. That's what he fucking needs.
2: A lead salad? <laughs> Some gluten-free right. bullets?
0: Oh, yeah, from a uh, bike club. You have a, uh, a lead salad! Oh, man. But yeah. I think that was just our little rantiness of shit going on. Because you know with the Cutting Room floor. With the writer strike shit happening. And I was on Instagram today and I saw multiple ads saying Hollywood writers wanted, horror writers wanted, horror creators wanted. I saw a lot of that as I was scrolling through shit today on Instagram.
2: Yeah, we should write a horror story or movie. About a
0: Japanese dude who has a basement full of dead kids and marries his first cousin and writes manga.
2: I think that one's already been done.
0: Jesus. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that fucked up idea is not to be originated from me.
2: <laughs> we could make him Mexican.
0: Well, I mean, we already have a badass Mexican movie where there's a bunch of
1: kids I being haven't even, even written the a story and we're already re-swapping. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Goddamn liberals.
0: Hand-me-downs. Because that's what everybody wants, right? A hand-me-down. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants original fucking characters. Like, like that's the best thing you could ask for—original characters.
1: You actually uh, had a talk with me about this a long time ago. It's like, I mean, to sum up, it's like, why are we just re-swapping everything that's already been done to reboot it? Like, are we that out of stories that you couldn't create stories with these people in them that you want? If you're trying to take a box,
0: not not out of stories,
2: just lazy. Okay, then are they that lazy? Yes, yes. Yeah, they find a formula that works, and they just want to keep using that over and over and over.
0: You know, like like I don't the um,
1: formula already worked.
0: I I thought the stupidest thing ever was Brie Larson saying uh, how Hollywood is not giving enough jobs to uh, to black people. I thought this was fucking stupid because she's over here glorifying the fact that she's going to be playing Captain Marvel. Yet, the first female Captain Marvel was Monica Rambeau, a black woman. But they didn't do Monica Rambeau at all. They skipped the black woman and stri- went straight to the white chick. I guess she doesn't do any fucking research on the characters because she didn't fucking give a damn. She was happy with the role.
1: She doesn't have any problem cashing the checks.
0: Yeah. If she gave a fuck, she would actually be speaking out and saying, Hey, um, we see that this Monica Rambeau character was actually uh, the first female Captain Marvel. Why not her? Why? Why me? Of course. Correct me if I'm she, wrong, but
1: anybody that saw WandaVision, wasn't there a Monica Rambeau in there?
0: Yeah, I think in in the movies she's the uh, she's a kid. I I, I don't remember. I I never saw WandaVision, but I did see Captain Marvel. I think she was uh, her friend's
2: daughter. Yeah, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. I think in the '80s, and Monica Rambeau's the little girl at that time.
0: Yeah, well, in the comics. By WandaVision,
2: she grew up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but in the comics, she was actually the first female Captain Marvel. But, you know, of course, again, they don't give a shit. Or at least Brie Larson doesn't give a shit. She's a fucking hypocrite. But yeah, like, race swapping is lazy, man. It's very lazy. I, I'd, I'd be pissed off if they're just like, oh, yeah, dude. Remember how we got rid of the Punisher? but well, now he's back as a uh, Latino. And he's called El Punisher. Like, <laughs> dude. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. Go fuck yourself. You know, I, I can't say the same for Robbie Reyes, because the Ghost Rider thing's different. It's the the the, the way that the same thing I would say with uh, Falcon being Captain America, where it's like, I'm okay with that. Because man, many people argue, well, Steve Rogers is Captain America because, you know, he was a super soldier. Yeah, he was a soldier who had the title Captain America. And it, it got passed. I wouldn't say it's like a hand-me-down, but it got passed down to... Well, it's almost same, different, but you know, to Falcon, but it, it's a t- it's a title, it's a role.
1: That's the thing is, it was passed down; it wasn't swapped. Yeah, so you know, I'm Steve okay with Rogers that. did not turn black or otherwise. You know, yeah. it was,
0: and then also with uh, with Ghost Rider, same thing. The curse slash demon, you know, started with Johnny Blaze to Danny Ketch to Robbie. And like, yeah, I mean, that's fine because it's. It's being, it's moving. There was actually a Punisher comic back in the 90s. It was a, it was a series called Final Days. You had crossovers with Daredevil and stuff. The Punisher went, you know, finally got caught, went to prison. Jigsaw had his goons beat him up, fuck up his face to make him look like him. So Punisher breaks out of prison. And he's like, hey, I need, a, I need to find a good plastic surgeon. Because everybody knows my face. He's trying to lay low. And she's like, all right, well... He finds a plastic surgeon who is a prostitute, but she's really good. She's a really good doctor. So she does plastic surgery on him. He wants to be unrecognizable. When she finally removes his bandages at the end, the final page of that issue, of course, you know, it was a series was to be to, to be continued. The final page is this whole page of his new face looking himself in the mirror, and it's the face of Luke Cage. <laughs> so she turned a white man into a black guy. <laughs> And nobody expected that ending. You're like, holy shit. Alright. That was funny. But no, that's not a race swap. But I mean, it's still pretty fucking funny.
1: And then there was Michael Jackson.
0: The Moonwalker. Yep. Yeah. Alright. I think... I didn't ask we're going to end this ranty episode. Yeah, because it was pretty much just... With all this shit happening, I just had to say something. A lot of... People with good ideas that are just getting shut down because it doesn't align with someone else's political views. They're preventing things from going forward. And this is... All the power that... Well, like... have an agenda. Preventing going forward, like, outside of entertainment. Like, I don't give a fuck what the fuck happens outside of entertainment. I just don't want any bullshit in movies, comic books, manga, all that shit. That, it, it needs to stay away from that. Because at that point, it's just propaganda.
1: It is. And they're using it exactly as such. How do you shoehorn in the message you know, into stuff millions of people are going to absorb by doing precisely that? They don't have anything but those medias, but the censoring of social media, uh, you know, filtering what, what kind of messages you do get. It's really Jeez. no different. There's a certain kind of person in control of these mediums Man, that will use from, these mediums to, to filter it.
0: This went from shippers to fucking fan fictions to <laughs> political writers. To shit. It was a good ranty uh, episode to let it all out. Hell yeah, I'm fine with this. A rant. What about you guys? You guys okay with this?
2: Yeah, I'm depressed. yeah I think you came out alright. <laughs> alright. <laughs> right, well, Mission accomplished. Stop.
0: Yeah, we're gonna stop here and uh, obviously... We might have some listeners who don't like this and might do some followers because you know how people are. We don't know how the fuck people are. But fuck it. I, I just don't fucking care. because uh,
2: If they've listened this long, I think they'd be alright.
0: I, I, again, I just don't want to pretend like this shit doesn't fucking bother me. Unlike the fucking dudes on YouTube who are okay with everything. They suck everyone's fucking dick just so they can get that fucking money and talk about what the fuck they want. With some twist, some shit being forced in there, but I don't know, fuck them. But yeah, I I think this is a good way to end it. So, yeah, we're we're gonna end it here. Peace out.
2: Good night, everybody.